0: But that doesn't mean that you have to be less efficient and productive for the uh, hyperachiever. But it means that you'll do it in more serenity, with more peace, with more smiles. You will have a better ending, a better happy ending.
1: You're listening to the Women's Wealth Canada podcast with Glory Gray. Be sure to download and subscribe using your favorite podcast app and like us on Facebook. Hi everyone, I'm Glory Gray and welcome to the Women's Wealth Canada podcast. I have a question for you. How are you sabotaging yourself and keeping yourself from reaching your greatest potential? Are you sitting around feeling that something just isn't right? Do you believe there's more to life than just existing? There have been many studies done that show, no surprise, a lack of money can be a huge stressor in our lives. Often these emotional triggers come up again and again. Sometimes we can be afraid of success, for example. Every time we begin to see it, we do something unconsciously that keeps us from our success. You may have heard the many stories of lottery winners. Winning the lottery can solve all our our problems, right? If that's true, then Why do so many lottery winners end up bankrupt just a few years later? Could it be this feeling that they're not worthy of wealth? Or maybe they didn't have any positive wealthy role models, only negative ones. In my financial advising practice, I've observed that having what many would consider to be great wealth doesn't always reduce stress nor automatically lead to happiness. Having money, which gives us more choices and freedom in our lives, no doubt, can also sometimes amplify the stressors we have in our lives and the way we react to those stressors. If you feel constantly stressed and overwhelmed, our guest today can help us with that. Denise Belil is a certified mental fitness coach of Positive Intelligence her business is called In Motion Coaching, and her coaching is based on the positive intelligence program developed by Shirzad Shamin, who collected data from over 500,000 people to create this program. You'll find links to the resources Denise mentions during our chat in the show notes. For now, come listen in as I speak with Denise Balil on how to stop the self-sabotage. So, What is your positive intelligence program about? What's the background?
0: So so what it is, is it's actually becoming conscious of the thought pattern that we have in our brain and allowing us to quiet it down and being able to change that into positive thinking. So the way that works is Initially, we do uh, two months where they learn how to recognize those voices, give them names. I can give you some example later if you want, but uh, what they're called, but give them names. And then also, once we identify them... Then when they come along in our life, then we can say, oh, that's one of my saboteurs. You know, for example, like I'm just going to give one is the pleaser. I know us women, we're very good at being pleaser. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be upfront front, helping everyone and helping our girlfriend, helping our neighbors, helping our children, doing everything we can at work will be you know, top of line and always up front, to, to, to volunteer to all the things we can do. Right? I mean, it, it's okay to give. Like, I don't want people to have the impression that they cannot give. But what I found from that is often we we give, but then we have resentment. We give and then we feel we feel we feel bad about it. We or if we decide to say no, then we feel guilty. But my program itself is to recognize. Recognize those voices and then learn to deal with them in a more positive way. So, so for example, let's go back to pleaser. It's like, you will learn to say no and not feel guilty. And then reinforce yourself in a positive way that says, I want to take care of myself first. I don't have to give my heart out to everyone around me. And I want to be more positive and more respectful of my own time and then help others when it comes, when it's, when I can, when I, when I have the time, as opposed to stretching ourselves so thin. I can just imagine a rubber band. When we're pleaser, we just rubber band extend and stretch and stretch and stretch. And when it goes wrong, poof, the rubber band breaks or, or drops and then you hurt yourself right? So what I explained to my client is that what we do when we work with positive intelligence and we do mental fitness, which is building the muscle of positive reaction. It's almost like going to the gym. If you go to the gym the first time and you try to lift a 50-pound weight, you won't be able to do it. But as you go, you progress from lifting You know, 2 pounds, 3 pounds, 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 12 pounds. And in the end, with two hands, you might be able to lift 50-pound weights. But if you go just once and you say, oh, this stuff doesn't work. I can't lift 50-pound weights and never do it again because you're looking too far ahead. So that's the same thing with mental fitness and positive intelligence. You can't expect to change your brain pattern and your habit in a day. It's something you have to build. It's something you have to practice every day. Go to the gym every day and work out your positive mindset every day in order to enhance your life and enhance your way of thinking. And so that's what my program's about. That's how it works. And, and that, and positive intelligence. Well, it's just transforming your life from being more negative to more positive. I think it says that we usually have like at least three to one negative thought in our brain, and I think it's more like ten to one these days. But there's if you analyze the the brain and the what you you say to yourself, it's mostly negative. And positive intelligence, what it is, is we teach you to transform that into a more positive mindset, so that you can have more positive thought than negative thought.
1: So. What are some of the ways that our inner saboteurs can affect us? How do we know when we need to bring in Denise?
0: Uh, When you tell yourself that I I can't make anyone like me, meaning that I'll be such a pleaser. I'll do so much. Everyone can love me because I'll do anything they want and everything they need. So they will love me. So these are all signs that you are a pleaser. These are all signs that you you need to change your pattern because in the end you will live a life of resentment. You will live a life of unhappiness. People will say, Yeah, but I need, for example, a uh, hyperachiever. They say, Yeah, but I need that guy to talk to me and to tell me that, come on, you can go get it. Go get the next certificate. Go get the next course. You can you can have ten new clients this month. Come on, you go go get it. Go get it. And then we feel that we need that. We need that that motivator behind us. But what we have questioned ourselves is, does it affect us in a positive way or a negative way? What if we don't reach our goal? What's the inner talk then? What is the inner talk that comes along? If you said, okay, I got to reach my 10 clients or I, I, I want to reach a business that's worth $10 million or I want to be able to invest $10 million by the time I retire so I can have a very fulfilling life or whatever the question is. But sometimes we get at 10 million and say, Oh, that's not enough. You know, I can do more. I can, let's, let's go for 15 million. So instead of retiring at 55 years old and you have done a successful business, you can sell it and have your 10 million in the bank and be happy. But then you end up saying, Oh, but what's another five years? I can make another five million in my business and then I will, but then you, you're never satisfied.
1: You're, it's never good enough. And so the inner saboteurs are are stealing our happiness. So can you give us a description of an, an example of three of the saboteurs you hinted towards two of them?
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Like, for example, well, what I'm going to tell, tell you about is the judge. The judge is actually the master of them all. He's not a saboteur. He's their master. And the judge is that voice that you hear that tells you you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? Without me pushing you, you will be lazy and complacent. Without me scaring you about bad future outcome, you will not work hard enough to prevent them. So that's the judge talking. When it talks about others, because the judge is very good at judging others. Oh, look at this guy, you know, like, oh, I I hate that. You know, he made his million before me. Instead of saying "Wow, what a successful person!" I should associate myself with that person because I want to learn from them. So that's the sage talking, but the judge would would put them down and say, "Ah, he he, he was born into money, you know." But in reality, you know, it's it's we we should become more responsible with our own, own life and and not listening to that judge. So this way, we can. You know, be more positive and more, and more conscious of our own value and not putting us down so much. So that's usually what the judge, the judge do, does. And for the hyperachiever, for example, he has a competitive image and status in his status conscious. And for example, like more into perfecting public image into introspection, right? I have to be perfect. No emotion, just go. And he's like a bulldozer. He goes and he has to achieve all the things that he wants to achieve without thinking of the repercussion that that might have on him. And another one that I can bring up is the avoider. And I think the avoider, it's very rare that I had people do the test and the avoider is way at the bottom of their test because... In some way or another, the avoider is always there because we want to avoid conflict and and say yes to things one shouldn't want. For example, the avoider and the pleaser works really well together. In order to, to avoid the conflict with your partner, you will say yes and be the pleaser so that you can avoid that confrontation. Or with your children. Right. If you have a child that is nagging and screaming and crying in middle of the store in order to avoid having that tantrum in front of all these stranger, you will become the pleaser and give the child what he wants so that he is quiet and that you're not embarrassed by the situation. Also, an avoider can lose himself or herself in comforting routine and habit that works on procrastination also and not wanting to do unpleasant tasks (laughs) i like this this joke example where i had to do this paper and i had to do this this work and all of a sudden i got up went in the kitchen and start cleaning the fridge (laughs) all of a sudden the fridge needed cleaning instead of me doing the task at hand right all of a sudden like oh you go get an apple or something. Oh, look Look at all those crumbs. And then you put up the rag and start cleaning the fridge. And 45 minutes later, you say, oh, I was going to do that paper, wasn't I? <laughs> so a situation like that where or you turn on Netflix and say, oh, I'm just going to watch a half an hour episode. And three hours later, you finish the series. And it's like, oh, I guess I didn't do that paper I was supposed to do or the work I wanted to do. So that's the order also. So these are very interesting characters. For me, the more I get to know about these characters, the more I laugh because it just gives me a lot of joy just to realize how much lies these these characters are, are giving us and how much lies they are bringing into our lives that doesn't support us.
1: And just for our listeners, if you're curious as to see what your saboteur is, so you can go to Denise's website and I'll put a link in the notes. Um, and it'll calculate out your your who your saboteur is. And I'm sure my friends and family will not be shocked to hear that my saboteur is a hyperachiever. I I, I know I was not. So how so those are some of the saboteurs, the things that that steal our joy, our happiness. How can our inner sage balance our saboteurs? Mm-hmm. The
0: sage is living in the region of the brain that's associated with positive emotion, peace and calm, clear-headed focus. You know, when you say you're in the flow, that things are just so easy and you can work for hours. So the sage is really active when that happens. You can see the big pictures. Everything is clear in front of you. And the sage perspective is, when you see, it's a little bit of what I was telling you earlier, is you have a situation, and then you can decide, is that a bad situation, or how can I see the gift into that? It's like the yin and the yang. There's always a little bit of positive in every negative situation, and there's always something that's negative in every positive situation. So that's why we should live our life with not being neutral, but not get hyper uh, excited when something good happened and not get super down when something bad happened. And is to ask ourselves, what's the gift? And for example, you, you lost your job, right? What is the perspective? Is that, and then is that a bad? The saboteur say, this is bad. The sage say, this is a gift. And what is the real answer? well the real answer is whichever you believe to be true. if you want to have make losing your job being a bad situation, then that's what you will believe and when you if you see it as what's the gift in that well, it gives me opportunity to find a better job, maybe a better salaries, better uh, understanding, or maybe I deserve to have some time off because I have some Severance pay, and then I can be. Maybe I can take a month off and really recenter myself and really focus on what exactly do I want to move on in the future. So there's all these uh, perspective of the sage and saboteur balance, where you have to evaluate, like the almost as I said earlier, the yin and the yang, like understanding where things are and always find the gift in any negative situation where there will. Help you really have a more peaceful outcome into all your event, and that's why that's why I'm one of my saying is always it's all good, and I feel that it's all good for me it's just things that I say all the time. Whether something negative happened to me, whether something super good happened to me, I always say it's all good. These are years of experience that I've accumulated. I've been doing meditation for 40 years, uh, emotional intelligence for 30. And all of that is an accumulation of knowledge. And it won't take you that long because I've walked the path. So now what I do is I help my clients get straight to the point and get straight to the result as opposed to, you know... When I say get straight to the result, it's not in a day, but in a short period of time, you can achieve that too. You can quickly reprogram your brain and change. So that's why the it's all good, that's something for me. I can't change the past. I can't really know what's going to happen in the future. So today is is now. That's what I've, I'm trying to live the most of my life, being now. And say it's all good.
1: It's all good. you know, Something I've discovered recently, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about what I'm experiencing with this is um I find that if maybe I'm trying to, again, being a hyperachiever, trying to accomplish something, trying to get, you know, we're trying to accomplish something that just doesn't seem to get done. And then later on, if we just let it go, something else more wonderful happens you know we don't get that that client we were trying to get but we get this much better client we don't get that particular person we were trying to have a relationship with but down the road it's because this other relationship was waiting to to, is that something you've experienced sometimes with with your clients
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely i found that um for example there there's a lady that's sort of related to that in some ways there's There's a lady that I work with when I, when we first talk, she was, it was a phone coaching relationship because she lived in Maryland and I'm here in Vancouver. When we first start talking, she had just had like maybe a month before a lumpectomy and she was, because she was living in a very negative and very non-supportive relationship with her children, with her with her boyfriend. With her work, it was very negative and not feeling, not good feeling type of relationship. And, and when we first started talking, she was depressed. She was in bed. She was debating whether she was going to have chemo and radiation post-surgery. And she wanted to have someone, she was looking for options. Basically, that's what she was doing. But she was obviously depressed, very, very unhappy very unsatisfied with all the relationships she had in her life and then our first assignment you know if we can call it this way was just get out of bed and go lay on the couch if you want to but get out of your bedroom just to change the environment to change something and then as we move forward it was get dressed have a shower and get dressed go lay on the couch if you want to So after four months of working with me, she had start back to hang out with her favorite girlfriend. She would work out three times a week. She would have she had made the decision to tell her kids that she gave them a a date. And by the end of October, I think they had to leave the house and find herself a place to stay. They had she had broken up with her boyfriend and meeting new people when she was hanging out with her girlfriends. And she had uh, made decision at work that says, I'm going to come in once a week, but the rest of the time I want to work from home. And that was pre-COVID. And I want to work from home, which was not done very often, but she could do that. I mean, the work allowed her to do that. There's a type of work she could do from anywhere. So all that together made her that by changing her mindset, changing the way she sees herself, being more self-compassionate towards herself, Raising her sage in a way that she, she gave herself love first. She was a big pleaser doing everything for everyone. And then she turned that around and start giving to herself. So all that made it that it, she became like happy and healthy. And she felt like once a, I, I've talked to her. We didn't work more than four months and I talked to her after the kids left and she said, you know, it was, it was hard, but I'm so happy. That I don't have them as a burden. We see each other at birthday and holidays, but we're not, you know, I don't have to carry them on my back all day long and all that. And she had rekindled a relationship with her boyfriend, but with, with her own term and with barrier and all that. So, so she had found herself literally and she had found happiness for herself and first, and then she was able to. Give to others and be happy.
1: That's wonderful, and I've heard you say, "Don't be resilient; be aware." What did you mean by that?
0: Um, The way that works is when you are when things are happening to you, you don't get hit. Like I see that like a boxing ring, like a a boxer is resilient because he gets hits a lot. And then he falls on the ground and he gets back up and he's there with his fist in front of his face and protecting himself and get hits and go back down. With mental fitness or awareness is that you know that the punch is coming and you move aside and you avoid it. You know that the next punch is coming and you move aside and you avoid it. So that's the same thing with awareness is that you see your saboteurs coming your way and then you say, oh, hi. Oh, my pleaser is on his way. He wants me to help Jackie with with the children this weekend. And I don't really want to do that. I told myself I was going to have the weekend off and go out with my husband and have a great time. So it's like, no, Jackie is going to find somebody else, take care of the kids. And so that's mental fitness. That's compared to resilience. Resilience is like you get punched and you fall down, you get back up. Mental fitness and awareness is that you see things coming your way and you avoid these situations because you're more mentally
1: fit. And and you can help our listeners become more mentally fit.
0: Yeah, every time we have a coaching session, it's almost like going to the gym.
1: <laughs> That's right, and I and I love that that practical you know, just one step, change one thing, just a little bit more improvement, a little bit more improvement eventually gets us to where we want to want to be. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Well,
0: do the test. I think it's one thing, like even if you do it on your own, there's a big description of every saboteur's after you do the test, you can get your result and then you click on the link and then you have all the saboteurs are right there lined up for you. And if only that, it will start to build your mental fitness. It will bring your awareness towards your saboteurs and how to handle them. So that's one thing that I could say. And if you feel that after you read those descriptions and after you realize that, Oh my goodness, I'm such a, an avoider. How do I ever going to get out of that? I'm always, and, and then your second thought will be avoiding to do anything about it, obviously. But then if you work a little bit with your saboteurs and say, no, I I don't want to avoid this one. I want to be helped. I want to work. I want to have someone that will assist me into building that mental fitness, helping me make the changes I deserve to have in my life, helping me see all the goods in my life as opposed to always see the negative, helping me with my relationship, helping me with my challenge at work helping me making the right decision for my family and for myself then i'm there for you i i love working with you i would love to assist you in any way by coaching you and bringing you to a set of discovery that will allow you to be more serene and peaceful in your life but that doesn't mean that you have to be less efficient and productive for the uh, hyperachiever but it means that you'll do it in more serenity, with more peace, with more smiles, as opposed to grounding through life. You will have a better ending, a better happy
1: ending. Merci, mm. Denise. Thank you for, for being on the Women's Wealth Canada podcast today with us.
0: You're very welcome.
1: That's all for today. If this podcast helped you, please subscribe and please let others know about it so we can help them too. And you can find Glory Gray Wealth Solutions on Facebook. Are you going through a life transition and need to find a financial advisor to manage your investments? You don't have to feel intimidated wondering how to find the right one. Grab my free guide, 12 Smart Questions to Ask When Interviewing a Financial Advisor. This guide gives you all the questions and why you should ask them. Just go to glorygray.com, pop in your email address, and we'll send it right to your inbox. Until next time, this is Glory Gray, your personal trainer for financial fitness, telling you to take charge of your finances, plan for the future, but most of all, enjoy today. Bye for now. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Mutual funds offered through Portfolio Strategies Corporation. Other products and services provided through Glory Gray Wealth Solutions.